host, Sean Needham, along with my wonderful wife, Janet. And today is a special edition. Actually, it's just moved from Thursday. We're, we're starting to do this every Thursday again. So we have our regular radio show every Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. at the AM 1470 KBSN studio. And on Thursday, every Thursday at 2 p.m. Um, today we're doing it Wednesday because tomorrow, as many of you that follow Follow us. Uh, no, um, we are having antibody testing, COVID antibody testing tomorrow. I think this might be one of our solutions to see how we can get our economy back to work. And on that update, um, on the COVID-19 update, um, um, my, here's, here's some things I was thinking about. So I, I really want, I think that we need to go with local solutions. When I mean local solutions, I know me being in Washington State, it seems that our governor does not have a plan on when to get the economy back going. Um, and I would just like to know what the plan is. Um, so I think it's better if we start with some local control first and control we can do locally. I believe one of the things that we can do is contact our county commissioners. I have contacted our county commissioners, um, at least one of them. I think contact your local mayor. Talk to them about how you can get your city and county back to work. Um, local solution is starting local is probably going to be our big our 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 best way to do this. Also, don't forget about our our health district, your local county health district. This is this is what they're there for. They're for they're for these times in need like this. So I have contacted the medical director of our Grant County Health District, and I have invited him to be on our show. Um, Monday, I'm hoping that he will respond and, and be on the show because I'm hoping that our local health district has a plan of how we can get back to work. Um, I know that our local health district recommends that, recommends that you do not do antibody testing. Um, and they also say that there's not a good treatment for COVID-19. So that brings up another question. Um, we are testing, you know, the whole country is testing for COVID-19, and yet we don't have a treatment for it. That, to me, is a great question. Why are we testing for a disease we don't have a treatment for? Um, most any other tests we do in medicine, we the results are going to change the treatment, i.e., if you have high cholesterol, we can give you a drug to treat high cholesterol. If you have high blood pressure, we can give you a drug to treat high blood pressure. If you have COVID-19, all it says is that you're positive for COVID-19. We don't have a specific treatment yet. So why are we even testing? If antibody testing is not the answer and there's not a treatment, then what is the answer? That's what I would like to know. I would like, to, if anybody would like to call in and, and, and answer those questions, I would love it. We are taking calls today, 509-537-0411. If anybody can answer these questions, um, I would love to chat about it or just chat in general about COVID-19. Love to chat about it. Um, so I, I, again, um, those are questions that, that I have. I, I would love to talk with our health district medical director about those. And, and, and I have asked them on Facebook and I haven't gotten an answer yet. So I'm, I'm hoping that he will respond so we can have a great, a great conversation. So, um, let's talk about some things we can control. Um, and, and some of the things we can control, I've talked about it many times on this podcast is, is there's really three things to keep our body healthy and that's um, what we eat, exercise and, um, rest. And I've said it, I'm going to say it again. 
all three of those are important for a healthy immune system. And if you're going to pick one out of the three to to do your best at, it would be rest. It's very important to get rest. And we'll go into that a little bit later. Because um, without we will die without sleep before we will die without food. Think about that. That's how important it is. I also want to title this, and this is not original. I stole this from somebody that's actually going to be on our radio show Monday. And I really, really suggest you listen into our radio show Monday. We're going to have Amy and Jennifer. They are from New Health, K-N-E-W Health. They are a health sharing program, and they focus on being proactive in people's health. And, um, you know, they're not insurance. They're not health insurance. They're a health benefit, so to speak, but they're not health insurance. Um, But it is an alternative to insurance, a much less expensive alternative. You don't want to miss out on this one because it, it will, if you will learn how to save $18,000 a year, yes, I said it, you will learn how to save $18,000 a year on health insurance. Um, this is an alternative to that, and I think a much better alternative because it puts you, the consumer, um, in control. It, the health insurance is not a control. You are. You choose your doctor. You choose um, what tests you get. Um, and you can um, choose what plan. There's some different options that you can buy also. So we'll go we'll go through all that. You don't want to miss out. Learn how you can save $18,000 a year um, versus regular health insurance. It's a non-faith-based uh, health-sharing program. A lot of the a lot of the health-sharing programs are faith-based, Christian ministries or Christian healthcare, um, Samaritan ministries, and so on. And a Liberty, a Liberty Share, all all those. There's there's more of them coming out all the time. I love it. That's what happens in a free market. Um, those programs have found out that there's there's um, an opportunity to reach out to. Millions of people since Obamacare passed and healthcare premiums have skyrocketed and gotten more expensive, but they're covering less. It's created an opportunity for these health sharing programs to um, to actually expand. So I'm super excited about it. You don't want to miss out on our show. Um, Amy and Jennifer are two very dynamic people. I'm 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 excited to have them on our show. So, but I stole this from Amy. She's what's known as a dream manager, and um, she's also a health coach for New Health, and she quoted this term. She said, small hinges swing big doors. Think about that. It's the little things that we can do that will change our lives all the time. It's not something big. So let's say you want to lose 100 pounds. Um, You don't have to lose 100 pounds overnight. You know, um, maybe set a goal that you got to lose two pounds a week. And how do you do that? It's by setting little goals to begin with. Um, we're going to get into some of those little tips that that I'm going to give you that could be an idea of how you can just save a little bit here and there on in when it comes to nutrition needs. So um, first of all, I want to get into my family. Um, one thing that we at our family, we, are, we really promote health and wellness and we promote um, having an active lifestyle. If you will look down on the top... The bottom left corner, that was me about 10 years ago. I was 60-some pounds heavier. I did not enjoy my life. I did not like pictures of myself. I didn't like looking in the mirror. Um, I was depressed. I had hypertension, high blood pressure. I had high cholesterol. Um, There were doctors that wanted to put me on medication. I decided there must be a better way. 
Um, I knew it. I knew what I needed to do. So I lost weight, um, and those diseases went away. Uh, I know if I didn't lose weight, I would still be on high blood pressure medication with many side effects, high cholesterol medication with many side effects, and I'd probably have a lot more added on to there. I had knee pain. I had um, foot pain. Um, obviously, I'm carrying around extra weight. There are so many things so many diseases that are related to obesity, and that is, if we can change one thing about ourselves, that would be it, because that that will um, combat a lot of disease for sure. So um, I decided 10 years ago I wanted to lose weight. So if you look at, at the top middle picture, that is my family, my youngest son, Jordan, and my oldest son, Shawn Michael, in the middle there, and of course, my wonderful wife, Janet, in the, in the top left, um, and that's her climbing doing pull-ups with her fingertips. I just, I love that picture of her. That's great. I love a lot of pictures of her, but anyway. Um, so I think one thing that's that one thing that changed my family is that, you know, not, they were following my lead and, uh, my youngest son was definitely, he was morbidly obese at the age of 10. He was probably about 45 pounds overweight. Um, you know, he should have weighed a hundred and he weighed 145, so that was a few years after he decided to lose weight a few years after I did. And, of course, my wife um, followed that. Um, my older son never really struggled with his weight, but he's definitely healthy now and exercises more, um, and I think partly because it's, it's just kind of a family affair now. Um, we don't work out together anymore. My kids and I don't, but um, it definitely started. they definitely started their foundation young, and I'm, I'm super proud of them. So... When it comes to exercise or nutrition, um, I like to remind people that nutrition is more important than exercise. And here's why. We do not have to exercise to live. Now, it's going to make us feel a lot better. Um, but we do not have to stay alive. We don't have to exercise to stay alive. We do have to eat to stay alive, obviously. So if you're going to pick one or the other, to follow a, a good regimen, it would be nutrition. And here's one of the things. You cannot exercise your way out of a poor diet. It's impossible. You cannot exercise your way out of a poor diet, especially as you get older. I ate horribly in high school and in college, and I, for a while, was able to exercise my way out of a poor diet, but it definitely caught up with me after college. So nutrition is more important than exercise, I believe. So if you're going to start one, probably nutrition is the most important because we have to eat to live. Um, nutrients, food is nutrients. It's not just calories, but there's, there's, there's macro, there's micronutrients, vitamins, um, minerals. We get all kinds of stuff for food, and we are what we eat. We've known this for years. Cholesterol gets a bad rap, and as you may know, um, on this show, I'm I'm a I'm not a big proponent of of you know lowering people's cholesterol. Cholesterol is an essential essential in every cell in the body. Very very important for brain health, especially um, any kind of neuro health actually, because the myelin sheath is very high in cholesterol, and so we need cholesterol. Without it, we will die. There's a lot of other things, including hormones, that are made from cholesterol. Um, but we've known for we knew for eggs used to get a bad rap being high in cholesterol. And then we found out that eggs weren't high in cholesterol if we fed the chickens differently. So if the chickens were free range, they weren't as high in cholesterol as if, uh, than if they were, you know, grain fed in a pen. And that makes kind of sense. So that's just proof right there that we, we are what we eat. There's a food pyramid there. A food pyramid is just a guide. 
Uh, I like it. It's a good. It's a good start. Possibly. Here's the most important thing. I think any diet anybody follows has to be personal. We have talked about this multiple times on our radio show, whether it be the keto diet, whether it be the carnivore diet, whether it be the Mediterranean diet. We've talked about all those paleo diet. We've talked about all those. A diet has to be very personal. What works for somebody might not work for somebody else. It depends on your activity level. Uh, it depends on a little bit on your genetics too and your family history. Um, ancestral eating is, I, I think there's, there's something to be said about that. What did your grandparents or great-grandparents eat? So at Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy, we had this little nutrition guide. It's a, it's a little book that has the food pyramid and some other items in there about nutrition nutritional advice or nutritional um, metrics. Um, if anybody wants a free book, give us a call. We'd love to have a caller. 509-537-0411. We'd love to take your call and give you a free book. First caller gets a, gets a free book. Um, also message us on Facebook. We are streaming live, of course, on my Moses Lake Professional, on my personal Facebook and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube. We are also um, on most of the podcast forums, so you can listen to us after the fact on the podcast forums. And if anybody has any questions, please feel free to call in, be part of the show. We would love to have a caller. Here's some simple healthy eating tips. And remember, small hinges swing big doors. I love that. I love that um, phrase. So eat whole foods. Shop the perimeter of the aisles in a grocery store. Think about that. That's where all the fresh food is. And yeah, you could argue and, you know, I would love to chat with somebody if they want to call about that. The bakery aisle is in the perimeter. Yeah, that is true. And I'm not necessarily picking on um, baked goods, even, you know, carbohydrates with bread and stuff. I think there are certain good breads, um, you know, higher grain breads with high grain in it, things like that. Um, less, the less processed, the better. But I think it's about a lot about portion control. Um, but when it comes to whole foods, what's a whole food? Well, a whole food is a food that will rot. So the more whole the food is, the better it is for us. So if it doesn't rot, don't eat it. Uh, you got to think if fungus and bacteria won't grow on it, because that's what makes things rot along with the ozone from from the sun uh, makes makes things um, rot. But that. You know, if fungus and, and bacteria won't grow on it, um, how's it going to be absorbed into our body, into nutrients? Refined carbohydrates, the less refined, the, the, the better. Um, you know, breads and pastas and white rice, I don't think they're necessarily bad. I think, again, it's about portion control. But the more, the less refined, the better. So, you know, the, the, the enriched, bleached white bread is probably the worst kind of bread. And yeah, I know it's tasty, especially when you toast it and put jam on it. But um, probably the less, the better of that. Um, Dave's bread, I love Dave's bread. Ezekiel bread is a, is a great bread. Both of those are good breads. One of the problems with Ezekiel is it's um, because it doesn't have any preservatives in it. You have to you have to freeze it. They recommend you freeze it, or it goes bad quickly. But I love Ezekiel and Dave's bread. Um, portion control. Remember, um, in America, we're all about supersize, aren't we? And a portion is is the size of your hand. So think about that. And in general, you can think of one portion between uh, 100, and, depending on what it is, probably 150 to 200 calories, depending on what it is. Obviously, the higher fat content, the, the more dense it is in calories. So it's going to be higher in calories. 
Portion control is, is, I think, what's super important. Although if you eat whole foods, it is harder to overeat than it is to eat processed foods. Um, think about this. Think about this. Um, an apple is 100 or so calories. Um, a, a Snickers candy bar is 250. I guarantee you I could probably eat two Snickers candy bars. I could not eat two apples. It would it would just be very, very difficult to eat two apples. So, you know, like there again, eat whole foods and you just can't eat as much of it. And the same goes for, for steak. Um, how much steak can you really eat? It, it's hard to eat too much steak. And yeah, it is more calorically dense than an apple because there's not fiber in it and there's not and there's some fat in it, but still, it's hard to overeat um, when you eat real food, or more, it's harder. I, I think here's a good tip, too. Eat to live, don't live to eat. As Americans, I mean, we, you know, we we live to eat. We, we celebrate everything with food, and I'm not saying that's bad. I think we should have certain days like that, but realize that our bodies you know, evolutionarily wise thinking are, are made to just sustain themselves. We're just basically made to eat, to live, just to stay alive. We are supposed to eat, to stay alive. Not, you know, we're not supposed to live to eat. So that also comes along with mindful eating. So be mindful of what we're eating. I think, I think tracking your calories is, is a good way to hold yourself accountable. I use my fitness pal. There's my plate out there. There's a whole bunch of different um, tracking apps now. And I think it just keeps you accountable because when you have to put your food in, you realize you realize the consequences when you start eating bad and you realize how fast that stuff adds up and you don't feel full. Um, prepare your meals. If we prepared our meals most of the time and we didn't take them out of the freezer and we didn't eat fast food, we didn't go to a restaurant, it would be much harder to overeat. Think about making making anything. Um including including potato chips. Reward yourself. Make some homemade potato chips. If anybody's ever done that, it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. I guarantee you will not eat too many of them. If once once you make one batch, you will not make another batch for a while because it 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 creates a lot of work. Um, so prepare your food and, and you, you won't eat overeat as much. That's one of the problems with us in America is most of us have an unlimited food supply when we go home. So that's usually the worst time for us to eat is when we go home. You know, at work, it's not as difficult because most of us don't have a lot of food at work and breakfast where you just eat and go. But when we go home at night after work, we have an unlimited food supply in our fridge and our pantry. So it's just so easy to overeat. Realize this too, and if you look at the Food Pyramid Guide or you look at Nutritional Advice, um, this book also, you know, it says the average person needs 2,200 calories a day. Well, I will tell you for the average American with a sedentary lifestyle, that is probably about 1,000 calories too much. I know if I did not exercise um, at all, I would probably need about 1,200 calories a day to sustain myself as baseline. Now, of course, as you exercise, I know you burn calories um, while you're exercising, but you increase your basal metabolic rate. So even when you're not exercising, your basal metabolic rate is higher. So, um, but 1,200 calories a day is a pretty good guide for most males, 1,200 to 1,500 a day to sustain themselves. Um, smaller females would need, would need less, anywhere from 800 to um, 1,000. I've seen women um, that would only need that many calories with, with any more than they will gain weight. So we typically hear, hear how, 
when when people talk to me about losing weight, they're like, "Whoa, wait a minute! You're, you're eating steak and you're you're eating you know all this fresh food. Isn't it expensive to eat healthy?" Well, um, Lay's potato chips, ten point five, ten point two five ounces, four dollars and ninety nine cents. I guarantee you, I can eat a whole bag. An apple, dollar twenty five per pound. A pound apple is a big apple. Um, I it would be tough for me to eat a, an apple that's a pound. Um, look at that. That's one quarter of the cost of it. Um, so eating healthy is not expensive. Lucky Charms, a box of Lucky Charms. I guarantee you I could eat 20 ounces. I could eat, I could eat three or four bowls. Easy. Four ninety nine. Quinoa, 74 cents per serving. Here's a great story. I was traveling over the weekend and um, with my wife. And we made breakfast for ourselves. And then we did the math what it would be if we ate at McDonald's and it would be $15 if we ate at McDonald's and we made our own breakfast for $3. So eating healthy is not expensive. And there's another term to think about too. You can either pay now or pay later, but if you're not eating healthy now, you will pay later and it will be really expensive. I always like to how people say they're too busy to they're they're too busy to eat healthy. But think about that. Too busy to eat healthy. Do we find time to watch TV? Um, go to the movie. Enjoy your favorite hobby. Do we find time to surf, surf Facebook? Um, if, if you don't have your health, eventually you won't be able to enjoy your favorite hobby. So there's always time to eat healthy. Um, if you must eat out, I think there's no necessarily a problem with eating out, although it, it can be tougher to eat eat healthy when you eat out. But some, some little tips would be stay away from fried foods, mostly because um, fried foods are higher in, in calories, and there's some saturated fats that might not be good for you, and trans fats. Just, you know, instead of eating fried foods, eat, eat grilled foods. So instead of, you know, um, chicken breast that's breaded and fried, order a grilled chicken breast. Always order the small size, especially for lunch. Think about this. How many times have you eaten... You're working, you go and you have lunch, and um, you whatever you whatever you order for lunch, if or whatever you have for lunch, you're satisfied and you go back to work and you don't even think about it. So always have a smaller portion for lunch because if you have that smaller portion, you will probably go back to work and not not be hungry until you go to dinner. Now, but if you have the bigger portion already. Um, you're probably going to eat it. I know that's, I'm guilty of that. I will eat what's in front of me or what I order. So, um, order the smaller portion, uh, or if you're, if you're eating out, order hamburger, don't eat the bun, order it without a bun. Most places will give you a hamburger without a bun. Um, they'll even sometimes give you a lettuce wrap around the hamburger. Um, no French fries, order hamburger, don't order any fries. Um, that's going to save you a few hundred calories right there. Little things add up. Dressing, probably the the lowest calorie dressing is balsamic vinegar or just plain vinegar and oil. Um, balsamic vinegar uh, is low is low calorie and probably the lowest calorie. Uh, there's some you could probably save a hundred calories right there by the dressing you choose. Instead of using mayonnaise at home to to use Greek yogurt, um, instead of using cream cheese, you use Greek yogurt. You won't notice a taste difference. Trust me. Uh, it's a lot better for you. Drinks. Drinks add up fast. When we think about how many calories are in a drink, you know, most of these 
drinks right here have anywhere from 100 to probably 200 calories in them. And think about that. If you have four or five of those a day, that is most of your calories for the day in drinks. So drink drink water. Here's some other tips on on Starbucks. Um, speaking of water, I think I missed a slide, didn't I? Yeah, I, I just didn't. I, speaking of water, there's a tip on water. You should drink half your body weight in ounces per day. So let's say you weigh 100 pounds. I'm just using easy numbers. Let's say you weigh 100 pounds. You should drink 50 ounces of, at least 50 ounces of water a day. That's going to depend on your activity level. So 50 ounces would be about four 12-ounce sodas. If you don't want to drink sodas, just water. But that's how much you would have to be drinking to sustain, to just be even. So um, four times or twice that if you weigh 200 pounds. So just do the math. So Starbucks, we live in a Starbucks culture, especially during this lockdown. You know, Starbucks is an essential business, I guess. So the lines have been just crazy. And I have I love Starbucks coffee. I, I'm actually a cream and sugar kind of guy, and I add a little bit of coffee. That's the kind of coffee I like. Um, so Starbucks is perfect. I love white chocolate mocha. Um, a, ta a, uh, a tall white chocolate mocha is 310 calories, and a venti is 500 calories. So, of course, most of us, because the Vente is only like a dollar more or something, would say, well, let's just get the Vente. It's, you know, it's a lot more bang for my buck. Well, 500 calories, if you're leading a sedentary life and not exercising, then that's half your calories in a Starbucks coffee already. And, of course, most of the time we can't get away without ordering something else, you know, like a scone or a coffee cake. Coffee cake, another 390 calories. So we're talking at Starbucks. Not only did you spend nine, did you have um, nine hundred calories in one trip just at Starbucks, but it's nine dollars. Think about that over a thirty-day period. So, if you must go to Starbucks, here's some things: small hinges swing big doors. I want to keep reiterating that. Drink if you like to go to Starbucks to to just kind of get away or go have a break, whatever. Drink green tea, and you know make it a special occasion instead of doing it you know, seven days a week or even five days a week, you know, do it twice a week. Um, alcohol is another big one. Um, I know a lot of us like to drink alcohol. I'm, I, I don't mind. I, I like drinking alcohol every once in a while, but I do know that I pay the penalty for it. And if you're tracking your calories in any kind of app, I will tell you invariably, whenever I do have any, any drinks, Invariably, when my calories go negative and I'm in the hole, I can usually, and I've been drinking, I can usually attribute it's like, oh, let's see, I had two drinks and they were 150 calories each and I'm a negative 300 calories. So alcohol adds up fast. Now, alcohol is more than just calories. Alcohol, ethanol is a poison, uh, period. Our body, our liver, our body has to detoxify it. It is a poison. It puts extra pressure on our bodies to detoxify which means our body can't um, do other things to respond to other stressors. Um, our immunity, our immune health, um, many different, many other things. So alcohol is more than just calories. And also when it comes to recovery, anybody that's trying to be you know, a competitive athlete, alcohol makes it a lot harder to recover. So I know that there's many thoughts out there that two drinks – Daily is acceptable. 
But if you think about that, there, you know, each each one is 100 to 300 calories per drink, depending on the size. Remember, um, you know, it's all about portions in America, right? And in a beer, you know, if you go out to a bar and order a beer, um, it's not, you know, it's not 12 ounces anymore. It's not even 16 ounces. They'll say, well, do you want the 22 ounce size? So. When somebody says they drink two beers, if it's a 22-ounce beer, you know, that's 44 ounces. That's like four beers, really. Um, so my personal opinion is, and, and alcohol definitely is a CNS depressant. It does help people fall asleep, but it affects sleep negatively like four hours later when the alcohol starts to wear off. If you don't believe that, um, try it. I know it might be hard for some people to not to not go to sleep at first, but you don't realize how much alcohol can affect your sleep unless you try to try to sleep without alcohol, and you will sleep you will sleep through the night a lot better. Um, it might take a few days to get used to, but over the long run, you will. Um, so my my thought is for. My thought is two drinks weekly. I, I think that's a safe level alcohol. If it, if there's any safe level, remember it is a poison. And I'm not saying I don't drink, but um, I think two drink drinks weekly is should should be a maximum. So dangerous. I posted a picture there of me and my drag boat in 2007. I wrecked my drag boat in Red Bluff, California. I was at a drag boat race, and I was going about a hundred miles an hour there. And I was thrown from the boat. It's amazing that I, I, I didn't get hurt worse than I did. I, I bruised some ribs and my lungs, and I twisted my ankle, didn't break any bones. Um, it's, it's really, it was really amazing. Um, and, of course, when I got home, my mother and my grandmother talked to me about stopping drag boat racing because it's so dangerous. And my brothers, um, I talked to my brother a lot, and um, he said that, um, he reminded me that when my mom told him to, that his kids shouldn't be playing dangerous sports, snowboarding, football, because it's dangerous, his point was that his kids' lack of, in, lack of activity is more dangerous than the activity. And I totally believe that. So I was talking to a doctor friend of mine after I wrecked my boat. And I said, well, you know, because I told my mom, I said, mom, the most dangerous thing I do every day is drive to work because I have a better chance of getting killed driving to work than I do driving um, my drag boat. And the doctor friend reminded me, he said, actually, the most dangerous thing that we can do as Americans is that. Are we on that slide? Sitting on the couch. Um, I, I take this one to heart too because my son was there. Um, sitting on the couch, watching TV, eating potato chips, um, being obese is the most dangerous thing we do every day as Americans. Yes, even in today's times of, of COVID-19, the most dangerous thing that we can do as Americans is to be overweight. COVID-19 is going to come and go. Obesity is not going to come and go. I wish it does. I hope it does. And I want to educate and empower patients how they can control that. Um, but 
uh, obesity is a number obesity related disease through cardiovascular disease through heart attacks through strokes is the number one killer of Americans also causes many other diseases like diabetes which can rela- can um, lead to cardiovascular issues um, the, that's the most dangerous thing we can do as Americans and that's what we should be scared of really we should be scared of being obese we should not be scared of 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 the COVID-19 as much as we should obesity because we had a higher chance of dying from that than we do obesity. Now, I am not saying I'm one of those people. I used to be obese. Um, my youngest son used to be obese. And the reason I talk about this is because I love I love obese people like I love anybody else. And I want them to know that they can change their life. They can change their life like I did. They can change their life like my son did. Um, and, you know, it just takes... Small changes. Again, small changes. Small hinges swing big doors. So uh, I talked about that. But, you know, there's even cancer, um, depression. You remember I told you I was depressed when I, when I was overweight? Well, of course I was. And you want, I, you let me tell you that you want to know what the best prescription for depression is? Exercise. Exercise stimulates so many neurotransmitters that help to combat combat depression. If you, if, if anybody that has exercised vigorously, they know how, how much better they feel afterwards. But back pain, knee pain, how many orthopedic surgeries could be prevented if we, you know, if we ate right and we're at a healthy body weight? Um, a few months back on our radio show, we had Dr. Sean Baker. He's the author of The Carnivore Diet. He's an um, MD medical doctor down in um, Arizona. And he was an orthopedic surgeon, and he was telling us on the radio show that about 85% of his surgeries could be prevented if the people would change their lifestyle. Think about that. So we're not talking, you know, we're not talking just the obvious ones like cardiovascular disease and heart attacks and strokes and diabetes. We're talking surgeries. We're talking orthopedic surgeries that we hear of being elective type surgeries and they're necessary. If people change their diets and exercise and their lifestyle, they might not need orthopedic surgery. Think about that. That's a powerful one. So moving. I didn't put exercise on there. We talk about it, but um, just moving is is important to it. Some people don't like the word exercise, so just move, um, walk, just just move more. Some simple steps, small hinges, move big doors, take the stairs. I usually have a guideline that if it's less than five floors, take the stairs. Um, put down the remote control. I, I, unfortunately, a lot of TVs and stuff you can't control anymore without a remote control. But um, think about how many times you would have to get out off the couch if you had to put down the remote control. Park out further in the parking lot. Very small, small step, but it can make a difference over time. And, and a lot, obviously, you have to start somewhere, and you can progress this. I think a big one is um, I know it worked for me when I was losing weight before I started exercising more. You know, when I was at home talking on the phone, just walk around while you're talking on the phone instead of sitting down, and you'll get exercise while you're talking on the phone. I think one of the coolest things, and we talk about it so much on our radio show, is proximity principle, okay? Exercise and healthy eating is contagious, and I love that. If you if you want to motivate people, um, you know, first of all, be the proximity principle, what is that? Be around people that you want to be like. If you want to be a good mountain bike racer, 
then hang around people that know how to race mountain bikes. If you want to lose weight, then you hang around people that um, have lost weight before. Um, and I can tell you that um, my son has inspired many, many different kids. Um, my wife and I have inspired many, many different patients and people all over. And it makes me feel good. And I, I do not want to go back to that lifestyle again. So it is contagious. Um, family, friends, coworkers. Um, I've noticed it in over the many years in our pharmacy when we have um, a person that loses weight or um, starts to start to eat healthy and exercise. I noticed that a lot of other team members actually follow them. So, and taking care of our bodies. You know, we talk about health insurance, and we talk about you know um, on our show. If you've listened to it, we talk about health insurance, and we you know I don't believe in typical the typical um, health insurance model. Um, and you learn more about that on our radio show Monday. But the best health insurance we have, it's not some policy that we can buy. The best health insurance we have is right here. It's us. It's how it's what we put in our mouths. It's it's how we exercise. It's how we take care of our bodies. That is the best health insurance we have. It is not some policy that we can buy. We can control that. Health is wealth too. Without our health, we really can't make as good a living. The healthier we are, the the better living we can make. And even in the longer living, because the longer we can work. Um, so sleep. I'm going to go into sleep. I'm not going to go into it a lot, even though it's the most important one. Um, so one of the things is that I've talked about in the radio show many times on our podcast is that sleep is, we are diurnal creatures. What does that mean? We are made to work during the day and sleep at night. And, you know, my hat goes off to people that work nights and people that work shift work. Um, and it, But it is very, very stressful in our bodies. And it's harder to recover when, when, we, when we are sleep, trying to work those hours. Um, so ideally, we should be to bed by 10 o'clock at night and probably up at 6 o'clock at night, 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, I think it's important to get between seven and nine hours. There's been a lot of research on that. Uh, if you watch the Rhonda Patrick podcast, um, Find My Fitness, uh, she interviewed Matthew Walker, who was a sleep expert, and he talks a lot about sleep. I, it's a long podcast, but well worth the watch, uh, or listen, I should say. I guess it's on YouTube, too, so you could watch it. Um, one thing he talks about is the depth of sleep. So... How deep the sleep is, um, the duration of sleep, uh, the duration of sleep, and then um, so how long, and the continuity, how many times you get waking up in the night, and then the regularity. So how many times a week do you have do you have that regular sleep? Um, that's those are those are the four the four pillars of sleep. He, uh, he talked about. So signs of not getting enough rest, you know, waking up in the morning, not feeling refreshed, feeling unusually tired most of the time, needing coffee, soda, sugary drinks to get to get going and keep going, um, feeling physically ex exhausted all the time, your mind continues to race, filled with anxiety. You should be ready. You should be ready to go to bed at night, at sleep at night. You should, um, you know, if you're if you have a good sleep pattern, it, it should. And then I list some there some of the related diseases that are related to not getting proper rest. Um, but again, 
Um, there's there's a whole list of them. Um, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but just realize rest is super, super important. So that's all we have for today. So um, I do want to mention that tomorrow we at the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy, we are having antibody testing for the COVID-19 it's a pretty full schedule already. We're going to start drawing patients at 8.15, and um, we have a few slots open. So if you do, if you want to make an appointment and get a slot, you have to get a hold of Ready Medi Clinic out of East Wenatchee. Their phone number is 509-888-6334, 509-888-6334. Give them a call and get set up. They will be here tomorrow. I also want to talk about at Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy, we're a compounding pharmacy. That means we mix up our own medication. Most of what we do, we have a lab. We mix up medications and solve problems that drug companies cannot. So we also make up hand sanitizer. Um, so we make up a custom custom hand sanitizer. Uh, if you want to put a note on Facebook, um, if you'd like some hand sanitizer, let us know. We can get your information and ship you some hand sanitizer, or you can come by and pick some up. Um, again, we're starting the antibody testing tomorrow, and if anybody's interested, please get a hold of Ready Medi Clinic. I don't have anything else. Um, I would like to use this time to thank my wonderful team that helps me put on this podcast. There's a lot of people that are involved in, in doing this. I'd like to thank Lindsay. She is um, running running the, the system right now. There's a lot of technology that goes on behind the scenes with the sound and the video. And I'd like to thank my wonderful wife, Janet. She has been instrumental since day one. There's just been a lot of, a lot of learning, a lot of growing with this podcast, and we want to continue to grow that. And I, I thank you, the listeners and the viewers, for, for supporting us and listening. I also want to thank my son, my youngest son, Jordan. Um, he actually does all the video editing, and he actually does all the descriptions and um, in order to be approved by the podcast forums, you have to put descriptions in and, um, you know, he does all the hashtags and the links and all that stuff on our YouTube. Um, so I'm, I'm super proud of him. He does just an awesome job. He will be graduating here in a month or so, um, but um, I'm hoping he's going to still do our video stuff. So um, super proud of him. Um, give him a give him a shout out. Call him. You can get a hold of him through Jham Entertainment. If you need any video editing services, he's your guy. He can really do some really really cool stuff. Um, I I highly recommend him. Of course, I'm a little bit biased. So that's all we have. Make sure you turn into our radio show, um, Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham on AM fourteen seventy KBSN Monday one to two p.m. I'm hoping to have the Grant County Health District Medical Director on our show. Uh, let's stay tuned to see if he, he will um, respond to me. And thank you for listening. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham.